Dandy Gow behind. In contented silence, they drove for about an hour, maybe a bit more. He should have asked for her name, but he didn't want to spoil the unspoken peace between them. From time to time, he would glance at her. The farther away from Gandy Gow they went, the more relaxed she became. She mostly gazed out the front windshield, but if they passed something that caught her eye, she would look out her side window, too. She seemed to come awake as if she'd been asleep for a long, long time. When he pulled over the next rise, she grabbed his arm. This is it. He slowed. This is what? Can we stop? She pointed to an outcropping of rocks that overlooked the North Sea. I need to sit right there. Sure. He pulled off the asphalt onto the grass. She was out of the vehicle and shutting her door before he turned the ignition off. He got out, too, and watched her make her way through the tall grass to her spot. She turned suddenly. What's your name? She could have been part of a postcard. She wore a simple t-shirt dress and boat shoes. Her backdrop was the sea, a picture of purity. Ross, he answered hoarsely. Thank you, Ross. She turned back toward her destination. He didn't move, watching her climb up and get settled, Maybe he should have asked her name back, but it felt perfectly natural to have things sit the way they were, part of the crazy magic since he'd met her. The next twenty minutes or so, he hung out at his truck. No one drove by on this highland road, which was normal in these parts. As it grew later and the sun started to set, he made his way through the grass, too, to join her on the rocks. As soon as he was settled, she gazed over at him. I like it here. I could stay in this spot forever. Aye, it suits ye. They were quiet as the sun descended, but it was the strangest affair, as if they were at a symphony performance, hushed, in awe, the air filled with tones of color. Ross had never experienced the sunset like this before. He looked over to see if the lass heard it, felt it, too. She was transfixed on the spot just off the horizon where the sun rested before falling into the edge of the ocean. When it was over, she spoke very quietly, as if they were in church. I'm Sadie, she sighed with contentment. Sadie Middleton. The name jarred him out of the spell. He hadn't listened to the gossip before the retreat goers had arrived, but invariably some had seeped in and he sure as hell knew about this one. She was the one for which Didy had said to take extra care. Her gran had recently died, and the lass was sick. Not a cold or anything minor, but truly sick. What a nightmare. He hopped off the rock and glared up at her. I'm taking ye back, now. She cocked her head to the side as if she hadn't heard him correctly. Then she glared right back or at least he thought it was a glare as the moon was rising. She crossed her arms over her chest. I'm not going anywhere. You're going back. Quick and decisively, he reached up and wrapped his hands around her waist. She gasped. Carefully, so as not to hurt her, he lifted her from the rock and set her on her feet. She weighed nothing. Now, do I carry ye back to the truck, or will ye walk on your own accord? Her stubbornness faded. He saw it by the slump of her shoulders. She laid a hand on his arm. I can't go back. Not yet. Her hand was cold. 
Lass, why didn't you tell me you were chilled? He rubbed his hands over her arms. Get to the pickup so I can turn the heat on. In a minute. She stilled one of his hands with hers. First, hear me out. He should have asked her straight away who she was. He never should have let her sit on that damned rock so long. The town would crucify him if the American lass took ill, or became more ill. I'll listen, but can you at least put your sweater on? I'll get it from the truck. She nodded, and as he walked away, the stubborn little thing scrambled back up on her perch. He hurried. While he was at it, he also grabbed the quilt that Maggie, John's wife, had tucked behind the pickup seat. You never knew when you might get stuck out on a highland road. He took the items back to Sadie. Here. He handed her the sweater, then climbed up beside her, wrapping the quilt around her shoulders. Now talk. When she didn't immediately speak, he gave